This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Hey, everybody, this is Chase from Barrel Age Flicks. Go ahead and check out our Patreon for raw, uncut footage and early access to all of our episodes. The link is in the description, and it's only $5 a month. Thanks for listening. the fuck is going on everybody welcome to the tasting room august 7th 2021 we are going to talk about the suicide squad just released the other day what was it friday or something like that but actually they had you early, said it was thursday at like 7 p.m yeah like so like so they had an early release i noticed that on uh, hbo max as early as 7 p.m you were able to watch the suicide squad and so here we are just a couple days afterwards we're going to go and talk about it let's go ahead and get into it um, so I'm going to go and start off. Um, yeah, I really liked uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I never thought about that. I, I never thought about that. And more R-rated Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 because Guardians of the Galaxy is a lot more tame compared to this one. No, absolutely. Like, this movie was very, very, uh, very rated R. It's very hard R, as they yes. say. Um, there's a lot. Of, there's there's tits. There's cursing. There's even, like, a pair of dick balls Yeah, that's balls right. right. There, there was. There yep. was a stripper little, scene. Yep. There's even, like, a little pair of dick and balls there. As that guy gets, like, you know, fucking, like, through the eyes. Fucking, like, you know, bullet right through, right between the eyes. Oh, yeah. Goes over. Yeah, like, you know, like, a full frontal fucking male nudity, whatever. That's all, kind of popular all in for, movies. All for the equality here, like, in you know, <laughs> 2020. Uh, the cursing. And as well as the gore, the gore was impressive. Uh, seeing Pete Davidson's face get blown off was uh, very satisfying. Worth the price I'm, of the mission by itself. Yeah, Shit, absolutely. seeing Michael Rooker, I mean, also his head blowing up inside the uh, the ocean and stuff like that. I love that. I thought that was pretty good. But so, so I did like the little callback right there. Like, so uh, Michael Rooker, I can't remember like the name the the, the name of the character they played, but he was uh, in a little cell. Savant. There's like there's a little savant. Was that what it was? Thank you. Thank you, our, uh, our resident comic book nerd. <laughs> um, yeah, he was sitting in this uh, this solitary confinement cell, and he had, like, these axes drawn on the wall, and he has this little rubber ball, and he's throwing it into the axes, and, like, the, the ball is kind of ricocheting across the room, like, uh, bouncing off these like, these perfectly drawn axes. And there's a little bird that flies into it. I can't remember, like, what type of bird it was flies into it. I think it was know. an American goldfinch. Oh, yeah. That's what it was? There you go. Yeah. I, I kind of reminded me of Deadshot and the original Suicide Squad because he was, the, the, his aim and everything, getting the X's all. That's what I kind of reminded me of. Because isn't that what he was good at? He was just good with weapons and. Uh, yeah, he was like he was like he was a, a like a uh, like a martial arts and weapons expert. Yeah. So like so the bird flies into like into this like this containment chamber with him and like and he like he nails the bird perfectly. But the bird that is eating his brains is the exact same. Yeah, the exact same kind of brain is the exact same kind of bird uh, yep. g- getting uh getting his proverbial revenge. Revenge on, is a dish uh, served cold, <laughs> Mister Savant. Yes. Overall, so what did you think of this film, man? All right, so <laughs> my uh, my review of this film is uh, I really absolutely fucking wanted to hate this movie <laughs> you've you been no I'm, I'm gonna say this for weeks for we, actually months mm-hmm. ever since the whole preview for this movie out i've been asking tyler's hey man what do you think no nah, man this this movie looks completely dumb I'm, I'm i'm not even i don't even really want to waste my breath on it seriously yeah well i mean like you, you, you were, know, like you hey you're not into it man, marvel and dc have not disappointed here in the last uh, couple of years like they just you know consistency just proves consistency like they they, they, they like they fucking they have 
they have outdone themselves in being disappointments. And uh, yeah, I mean, like I, I really expect this film to be a disappointment. I mean, like after all, DC has has done such a shit job of trying to copy the success of Marvel. And when I saw the trailer for this movie, I, I knew it was just going to be another cheap imitation of the Marvel formula. Bright colors, recycled pop hits of the past, the jokes, the larger than life uh, battles. Um, like why, why can't I, and I thought like, why couldn't DC just keep doing what it does? Like, uh, uh, why can't it just keep doing what it does best? And that is like, you know, being dark and, uh, and gritty. They were trying to make another Deadpool. Basically. That's what they were trying to, that's what you thought it was going to be like another Deadpool. No, no. I thought they were going to try to be guardians of the galaxy because oh, like, cause okay. of James Gunn and like in the bright colors and everything, I really thought they were going to try to play into that marble, that Marvel, uh, uh, that Marvel formula. Well, that's and, what, that's what the original suicide squad, the one that was directed by David Ayer, the studio interference, that's what they wanted because they saw, I think the, I, I forgot the name of the, uh, of uh, Warner brothers, but he basically saw how that made money. So he thought oh, there needs to be humor. And pop songs basically in it yep. all throughout it. And they even dropped four fucking songs in the first four minutes of the movie. And it changed the movie completely to the point where David Ayer didn't. That wasn't his original cut. That's not what nope. he wanted. He wanted a darker version of it. But the nice thing about this one is that James Gunn did not get any studio interference. He had full control of this movie. Warner Brothers learned from their fucking mistake and recognized, all right. We can't make this movie by committee. Well, he we, got we he to. got fired on Guardians uh, from Disney, yeah. and right when he got fired, he was like, "Oh, well, he's up for grabs. Let's fucking take him." And yeah. they got him, and, and it was the right move. And James Gunn had a hell of a time making this film. I mean, I've I've seen the interviews. He he loved doing mm -hmm. this film. He was very happy with how he did it and everything else, and uh, it had potential. So yeah, no, I mean, like, no, that's that's a that's a, an incredibly like you know fair point. Like the original trailer of the Suicide Squad from like from. 2016 was like was incredibly incredibly deceiving we kind of got like this uh this very much like guardians of the galaxy kind of vibe yeah from the, like from the movie and we're like oh great this is going to be a lot of fun and everything and uh unfortunately like that is not like what we got with the actual movie itself like you know the the like the guardians of the galaxy we got where, like was a um very very dark um very formulaic and and it just it wasn't it, it wasn't fun it wasn't okay see i'm i'm half and half on it there's things that i really hate about it but there's some things i enjoyed about it i i enjoyed harley quinn i i did not mind killer croc i thought killer croc even though they made him core of like gangster style and everything else i didn't mind him but i'm not a comic book nerd so i don't really know the character i've just seen him in a in the he, video game he wasn't gangster well, I mean, he was trying to be like... No, that. no, 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 in the comics. No, no, I figured that. I already knew that. I figured that was more of David Ayer's kind of uh, input on that because well, a lot I mean, of... I suppose, like, you had that and you had, like, the Joker being, like, you know, with, like, tattoos and everything like that, trying to be more like but a, there, scar, I think a in the Scarface comic, kind of character almost, like... But I think the, there was a version of that in the comics, wasn't there? Yeah. Yes. No, when? Fucking no, when? No, there, there, there's been... In the 70, 60-plus years of Joker, there's been almost every iteration. Yeah, now, they the tattooed one came about, uh, I want to say, more of the three faces of Joker, or the three Jokers um, storyline, which was around the same time that they yeah. were developing that was when they were developing... Um, Even the grill on his teeth and everything? Yeah. Well, no, no not the grill on his teeth. Not, 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 that, not that ghetto. Um, okay. Like that. But their Joker has gone through so many iterations and so many um changes because he has so many high points in his personality that no one actor is able is going to be able to successfully embody that so each actor had to give their own portrayal hitting the different highlights of the joker um whether it was jared leto's criminal you know thug 
you know, racing to be, you know, kingpin the way he did, uh, whether it was Heath Ledger's complete anarchy, just wanted to watch the world burn, whether it was Jack Nicholson's, you know, smooth gangster interpretation. Okay, I got a question, though. Mm-hmm. How about Zack Snyder's Justice League, that little ending scene? Because that looked like a completely different joke. It is. So what would you say that one is in genre? That, one, uh, that would be one that has gone through the fucking ringer and seen some shit and got beaten but not to the point where he gives up it's just somebody who's gone dark I, I and just leaning liked, into it yeah. i actually liked it i actually liked that yeah. inter- interpretation of the joker mm-hmm. at the end of that yeah. i thought it was well made compared to the one in the original suicide squad because I, I wasn't a fan of the suicide squad joker i wasn't i mean i i, I give that to the studio interference i really firmly believe that if you had more of Jared Leto's everything they actually put on the film, yeah. the 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 backstory, the 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 character development, because uh, I firmly believe with uh, as good of an actor as he is, uh, how much he threw himself into that role. Oh yeah, uh, it would have been a really engrossing character to see, and it wouldn't have just been some cheap you know imitation that we got out of the uh, what was see, released. Well, the thing is, I think every actor that t- t- takes over that role yes. wants to make it their own. They, they have don't to. want to copy somebody else. They, exactly, they have to. And then when you have, like I said, when it's 60, 70-year-old character, yeah. um, you have such a plethora of backstories to draw from. Like, my my personal so favorite you overall... you just through his comics and just pick, oh, I'll do that type of Joker. You know, basically. based on the different backing, sort of uh, the... the you have to figure out when you're an actor, from what I understand, I'm not a fucking actor, but you have to figure out their backstory so you can figure out their motivation. So you yeah. can then figure out how you're going to portray that person based on the motivation. Okay. So you can sell your own character. Um, like I, I love Mark Hamill's, uh, you know, voice, you know, what he's uh, done for the animated series for the uh, Arkham games. Um, Wasn't his last voice was to the killer, the uh, killer joke or uh, the, the killing joke, the killing joke. Yeah. Yeah. That was his last one. He yeah, it, wasn't, anything since it, it was a disappointment. Yeah. So that it was a disappointment because it was one of the strongest Joker centric storylines. Yeah. The most, one of the most emotional taxing, and it's really hard to capture the intensity of that storyline in an, in 90 minutes animated right. film. It really is. Well, the thing is, a lot. Of, like I said, do you think that the Joker and the original Suicide Squad would have been better if David Ayer released his cut? Because there was over 40 minutes of Yeah, I, 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 I could only, based on re- the respect for the actor and everything through it and the the little bit the little bit of shining that i saw underneath of the you know the insanity yeah that i could see uh, you know potentially be a really cool fucking backstory right. or you know uh, everything that was involved based on that little tiny bit i i have to believe there it would have been a lot better than the mishmash of the, the shit that they released yeah dude it's only time time will tell man like i, I really kind of feel like that in the age of like the uh the, the snyder cut like on hbo max and everything that it's only uh, only a matter of time before the air cut of like of uh suicide squad gets released i really believe it's only a matter of time especially since airs says that there is already a cut done yeah his cut can finalized his cut was released ready to, to roll yeah i think his it was his first cut actually yeah and with no none of the the, the radio songs it's an actual true score throughout the entire fucking you know thing it's much darker a true first second third act uh story um which i i believe based on what 
you could see because then stuff you that see the studio cut. do a weird yeah. cut. So you're like, oh, what the fuck? They, well, right. they they did a bunch of reshoots and they added a lot more jokes. They tried yeah. to make it more funny and stuff like that. So and, so that I really do want to see that because in my opinion, Suicide Squad as a group, you can go two ways. One, you can, and which is what they've done in the comics. One, you go ultra dark and like fucking super goddamn violent, or you go like Sin City. Yeah. Or you go the other way and go very insane because you're using these fucking C-list villains and shit like that and play up the the campiness and the joke the joke aspect of using these these throwaways basically yeah. as being your things and lean into the absurdity. So those are the two directions you can successfully go with the Suicide Squad. Yeah. And I would really like to see the the heirs what from I felt what he was going more the super dark direction. Yeah, but Warner Brothers is a bunch of bitches. They're not going to do it. That's but, what I'm really pissed yeah. off about because they released the Zack Snyder cut. I was a fan of it. I truly loved it. In fact, I I, I see them being a no brainer to release the the heirs cut. Give this uh the, make have the Suicide Squad out for three to six months as soon as talk starts dying down about it rebuild up the hype train especially knowing that it's already a cut in the can it wouldn't well it could also be another it could also be a smart idea for another money grab for warner brothers exactly. hey, you know what we'll make some extra money off of this. It, we'll it's something that they're the not going to have to invest a bunch of money in like the, the snyder cut because they're not going to say it's canon anymore yeah. because they're they're going completely yeah. off the the, D, they're the whole dc small universe that they were doing and now they're just making separate movies for all the characters i mean yeah. the new flash movie coming out which i'm actually extre- extremely excited about especially that that ben Affleck is coming back, Batflick, as everybody says. I love Ben Affleck as Batman, so I'm, I'm excited about that. But I, I hope they do. I really do, because David Ayer is a very good director. He's done great films. Training Day, amazing film, and also uh, End of Watch, I believe. That's another good yep. one. He's done great films. So I, I hope that he gets it. But And he keeps asking, and he, he always is worried that he's never going to see the light of day. But, you know, they said that about the Zack Snyder cut. Yeah. So, and But I, this is something that's actually in the can. Yeah. All Warner has to do is convince Ayers you know like that yeah, they don't They're, have to do any special they don't have to go and invest a boatload of fucking money the way they did for this Zack snyder cut for very little return yeah, well, warner brothers is stubborn i don't think it's gonna happen no. I, I i don't know I'm, I'm not holding my breath that's that's all i'm gonna say it, it's a it's a simple business choice to me to release it yeah simple business choice so in spite of all that um i uh in spite of my expectations for this film i uh i actually found that i uh i actually laughed <laughs> yep i i actually laughed and uh, I enjoyed this film, and uh, especially some of the deaths. Um, Great this, death scenes. This movie was actually, in fact, uh, pretty dark and gritty, in spite of the uh, the bright and colorful aesthetics, but uh, but still managed to be enjoyable and light at times. Who's your favorite character? Oh, bro. I'm curious. I really uh, want to know this. So, Is it uh, Peacemaker? No, Bloodsport. Bloodsport. Yeah, no, fuck, fuck Peacemaker. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, See, everyone, that's the most popular. He, I mean, I've heard different people saying um, that he stole the show, but I'm going to... No, no, he fucking did. No, fuck that, he, fuck I him. agree with you. No, I agree with you. In the beginning, I was like, oh, yeah, he's a pretty cool character, but he really didn't show that much throughout the movie. I, I didn't really see it. I mean, I could... Then they're even making a series off of him. Yes. Off of H, it's supposed to be like a like a mini, like maybe a limited series or something like that, or is it going to be seasons? Fucking lie. Yeah, you didn't know about that? No, I, I, they already I, did, I didn't it. know, and I don't care yeah james gunn already directed like four or five episodes or something like that but yeah it's supposed to be a peacemaker series i think they kind of made that at the end of this movie like i said we're doing a review here so spoilers you all know that there's spoilers here but they're at the ending scene of suicide squad it, i can't it showed him on the hospital bed mm-hmm. i guess that right there is kind of like your clue up oh, what's coming peacemakers coming on hbo yeah, so no, we're, we're, we're it's gonna be a redemption we're, story is what i'm betting on. i've read zero about what the actual plot is 
absolutely fucking zero but you can tell by the way cena played it up at the end you know him having to make these choices he didn't yeah. want to have to fight blood sport he respected blood sport he didn't want to have to kill flag but flag put him in a position where he fucking had to and you can tell he was still hesitant about having to do what he had to do yeah it's going to be a redemption story about a douchebag of that that he is right no, he's definitely a douchebag. Oh yeah, sure. no, that's one hundred percent the way he played it. Like so, like so. Here's here's what I'm worried about. I'm worried about the 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 character being turned into like into this kind of like sort of blind, loyal kind of character where like where he is he's basically played as like this like this sort of like anti-American hero. Like where like where he his his whole thing is just like he was like in the Suicide Squad, where like where he was willing to kill women and children and to be completely unethical. For uh, for for liberty, whatever for the like, greater for, good, for peace, as he said it, um, in like you know, in order to like to preserve like you know like the greater good, and like and that is completely and totally unethical. Like you know, like I don't I, that is, that is not a character to aspire to. Like that is not a person we should get behind. And I'm worried that that is like that is what they're going to try to try to portray is this excuse me like is like is this anti-American. Um, sort of like pro-American, anti-American kind of like kind of hero. And I, I just I, I'm. I'm hesitant, man. I really am. That's like, why I think it's going to be a redemption story. You're starting out from this that from that as you know the jumping off point, and him going through and becoming uh, a an actual better person. See, I assume you what know. they're going to and I assume what they're going to do with the series is they're going to have like flashbacks of how he became what he was. Right? So yeah. in the comics, um, Peacemaker came around uh, because he was his dad was actually a Nazi war criminal. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, escaped everything like that. And right. so, for the you know, he, and his, this Nazi war criminal ends up raising this guy and and teaching him all this, you know, hardcore shit and stuff like that. A very similar background to or similar type of training as um, Bloodsport had. Well, then his then it came out and they found out his dad was his Nazi, you know, former Nazi war criminal and got fucking killed yeah. and it, right in front of a young peacemaker and saw it, you know, all happen. And that completely skewed his sense of justice and sense of right and wrong. Cause he has that, that, that internal battle of my dad did horrible things. My dad fucking broke all these ethical laws, but he did it for what he thought was the greater good. But then he also had to die for the greater good. So this battle back and forth inside of him. Um, yeah, I mean, he, but he was still always a throwaway. He was actually um, a a diplomat, you know, for the UN, <laughs> and deciding to go ahead and do all this dirty fucking shit for the greater good. <laughs> so, the, the so greater you, good. Yes. So you would still call him an anti-hero, basically. Or would you call him? I mean, he's a hero in his own story. That's the thing. I think he's a hero. When you say that, he's a hero on his own opinion, basically. Basically. He's, uh, he feels think, like what he's doing is right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah for I mean, for like the he, greater, just like Amanda Waller. Amanda Waller is willing to, was willing to do what we all would agree is morally fucked up shit. Yeah. But for the greater good. What do you all think of her, by the way? Do you think that she portrayed her? I mean, she she was exactly the same one that she was in the original Suicide. Oh, no, no, she absolutely. She was great, man. Like yeah, she really perfect. was, man. Like she was, she was absolutely hateable. Yeah, absolutely. Like a terrible. Well, she, fucking even her person. fucking coworkers all hated her. Still <laughs> understood where she was coming from. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Like, yeah. Like, that's what makes her makes her great. Is like you, you understand her motives. Yes. Yeah. And she whether wasn't, you, she you, wasn't just evil to be evil. Like, yeah. you know, like you were like. Uh, while she's trying to preserve like what we have currently, yeah. Should this information like be made public, 
it could undo everything. It could start like international wars. It could start like World War Three, basically. Um, it, it could be really, really bad for everybody. Yes. Like, so that's what she's trying to prevent. So you're kind of like, fuck. What, like, <laughs> yeah. If I were in that position, what would I do? Like, yeah. you know. And I 100% will say history shows America, not just America, but every civilization does fucked up shit. Yeah. And the public doesn't need to know. I'm sorry. There's shit that the public doesn't need to understand what needed to happen necessarily in order to, you know, come out of it. Unfortunately, uh, like all the horrible shit that happened at the, the Nazi concentration camps, all the human ex, uh, experimentation, horrible, absolutely fucking horrible and disgusting and morally corrupt. A lot of vaccines came out of it. A lot of good things did come out of that shit as, as wrong as it is a lot of good stuff that have saved a lot of lives have come out of that shit awkward silence yeah i mean it's a tough subject yeah and deservedly so i mean like you know like it's when you when you frame it like that it's kind of like what do you say to that like yeah. you know like innocent people died but like but a lot more innocent people lived yeah like how how the fuck do you like do you do you reckon that yeah, you, got a, you got a point and i mean that's everybody kept you know make focusing on the women and children women and children women and children you know that's where everybody seemed like in this movie was drawing the line if you're willing to cross that line then you're bad yeah all right uh but a lot of shit comes you know came from the sacrifice for the greater good for civilian casualties from you know uh collateral damage uh, it it sucks it really fucking does but how many fucking women and children died when when America dropped the nukes? I mean, how many fucking people did they sacrifice? But how many people were saved because of that? Them dropping the fucking nukes and right, the war. Exactly. Yeah. You know, that was actually a question I had. Like, and I I still to this day don't have the answer. Like, I I basically found like some some pretty rudimentary sort of answers to like to the question like why Hiroshima like and why Nagasaki. And like basically the answers that I found like were like is that it had to be like a had to be like had to be like a large city within like a, a so many like in a like mile radius, um, and like it had to be it had to have like a, like some 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 uh, essential uh, works there or whatever yes. like some sort of like you know like frame like you know like power or something like that like or, or water or something like that it had to have something that would like that would disrupt in, infrastructure, um, and like that was pretty much about it like it like but they didn't bomb Tokyo and it didn't quite explain why I think because of the death toll that would have came from bombing a, a major city, the way Tokyo was the civilian casualty rate would have been too high. Um, Hiroshima was a first choice. I believe, or I remember correctly, Nagasaki wasn't a first choice bombing. Um, I, I forget what city was their other was was supposed to be bombed uh but weather precluded it so they went to plan b which was nagasaki yeah. and because nagasaki had a uh an ammo plant or something like that so, uh, something that was supporting the war effort yeah um so, and that's why that's the only fucking reason why, you know why you know they got burned because city one unfortunately had fucking clouds that day um or, or some bullshit like that uh they needed to hit something that would shake people to the core, but not at the same time make America look like the monsters that we're trying to fight. They, right. they had to walk that fine fucking line of acceptability. 
And as a whole, we all say, yes, it's bad that they died. But if we threw on another 20 million people to that fucking death toll, maybe we would have been like, eh, America shouldn't have done that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, according to this article right here, uh, Kyoto was another ideal target. Uh, it had a population that amounted to 1 million people. It was a major major industrial center, center and it was Japan's intellectual center and a formal capital because i think i think that's what i read is kyoto was the w- w- was what nagasaki was supposed to be and the, the kyoto had shit yeah, yeah yeah no uh, no they i think hiroshima was always uh, you know they knew they were in two cities hiroshima was going to be one of them um and i think kyoto was supposed to be the second one and then but kyoto's weather was shitty so they went to their backup plan and went to nagasaki yeah right. no, I'm, I'm reading another uh another like little bit of the article and it says like hiroshima was pretty much always the number one nice topics do yeah <laughs> I, I i i will be the devil's advocate i'm sorry uh, like i said i i do know america has done shit we will unfortunately continue to do shit i think that that's every public country, as a whole doesn't want to know about they they want the results See, but they don't want to know how the 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 bread was made not everybody's the, not everybody's the good guy no as a matter of fact actually uh like so romstein like another uh, like a band that i'm a huge fan yes. of uh, they recently re- uh, released a song called deutschland and again it's it's all about that it's all about like sort of the, like the reckoning of being a german and like and, and loving who you are as a german like loving like your like your your parentage and like and, and be, trying to be a patriot and try to be a nationalist like of your country without you know like sort of like having to to deal with like with the baggage of like of everything that 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 country has like has mm-hmm. you know pretty much like inflicted on the rest of the world yeah um the, like this the sort of duality of like of like well, i think I, german scene is an embarrassment now don't they no definitely absolutely yeah. Yeah, like you know like they're like i you know like i, I don't want to be ashamed of being a german i want to be proud of being a german but like but how the fuck do i do that like right. and like that's what the song is all about yeah and i can completely respect that i mean we as Americans, we put fucking Japanese in goddamn internment camps, uh, you know, during the fucking war effort. And yeah, if you don't believe it, George Takai will tell you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's not something that's really fucking talked about and shit like that. But it's also something that fucking happened. We did. We put. We had our own fucking concentration camps here on the soil because we thought for the greater good. We will sacrifice these people's freedoms for the chance of making sure that secrets don't leak out to the other side whether it was right or wrong that's gonna be you know always debated you know anything that any major country does for the the sake of their people it would always be debated whether it was right or wrong um and that's what the suicide squad that's why they exist is for shit that you that needs to be done that you can't ask superman to fucking do because of his moral, uh, you know, stuff. You can't ask Batman to go these, fucking these kill. Characters a, have you know, no morals at all. You know, assign, you know, assassinate these people. Um, they have morals. They do. Bloodsport. He had morals. Well, see, uh, that's he, the he thing. Did, I mean, he, yeah. He the the he thing did. is, he was willing to sacrifice his life to help the people yeah. at the end and walk away and get his fucking head blown up. And they all just jumped in and wanted to help in. Also, yeah. Harley had morals. No, yo, I'm. Uh, they they right. all had morals, but they also recognized, I got to do what I got to do. Yeah. All right. And that's why the Suicide Squad. Well, just like in the exists. first one, own your shit. Yeah, and I, that's why it, 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 it always be a major draw um, to comics is we we root for the bad guy. We really do. 
Well, I see that that's the most popularity now is rooting for the bad guy. The bad guy is actually more popular than the good guy mostly. I mean, when it comes to villains and heroes, who's the more popular? The villains usually the mo- people that we people sought out to see. They, you know, yeah. they want to see the Joker. They don't motherfucking Darth Vader. Vader. All right, exactly. Yeah, no, Darth Vader, uh, Joker. I mean, shit. There's so many of them. I mean, yeah. it's it's unbelievable how popular villains can be. But they're actually a lot more fun to play around with mm-hmm. compared to the heroes. You know, because because you can. Uh, we're all one bad day from hitting the fucking the shit show. We really are. And that's why I think we can all sympathize with villains because we can live vicariously through them and get that satisfaction and not have to do it, not have to have that moral, you know, stone around our fucking necks and to drag us down. Yeah. We can just live vicariously through them. So back to the question, what is your favorite character? Because I, I, you, I already heard that Bloodsport was yours. What was yours? Well, tell me it's King Shark, isn't it? All right, well, while, he, while he's thinking I'm going to have to go poke it out, man. You know what? <laughs> no, no, he was For actually. For what they did with him versus what a piece of shit he was in the comics. You learned to like the character. I really fucking dug the shit out of him. And their choice to make it is such hating his mother so bad. That's all he fucking sees yeah. everywhere. and makes it easy for him to kill that, her. That part I did it laugh at. It was genius. Especially it the, really was. The big huge starfish being her mother was fucking yes. a Godzilla mother right there. I fucking Even when he's it. in the fucking, the, the fucking club and fucking dancing and shit like that. he's just surrounded by his moms yep i'm like this guy is playing it so fucking well and the fact that gun took such a like i said he was a piece of shit garbage character like i guarantee if you google uh worst batman villains fucking polka dot man will be one of the top 10 if not the top most uh, throwaway now he villain. is in the original comics that's the thing oh, yeah. polka oh dot no 100 and he just threw polka dots at he threw fucking polka dots they, and if i remember correctly they, they basically uh trapped you they kind of like were like almost like nets they kind of just wrapped around so you it was like, like a color, it was kind of like a colorful cyrax basically yeah. with a whole net of yeah. polka dots and like it was such a waste of <laughs> it was so stupid it was almost as bad as kite man okay what, what the <laughs> fuck is kite man <laughs> it's a dude who wears a giant fucking kite of a suit. That's his fucking whole. That's stick. a real fucking villain. Yes. Are you? Fu- yeah. Yeah, dude. So like I said, you're dealing with <laughs> 60, well, no, 70, 80 years of fucking villains. What yeah, are you thinking about T- not TDK? I mean, the fucking guy that just that, throws his arms. Yes, that was because genius. actually they changed it in this fucking movie because I, I actually saw uh, a YouTube video about the different villains and basically what he used his arms, he would detach them and he would bash people with them like with a bat. They wouldn't like float in the air like that. It depends. He would use them no, as, like, uh, a there was weapon. comics where you know where he he did he was able to remotely control them. I know, but whoever yeah. thought of that fucking villain yeah. is like, what the fuck is like I said. You have 60, 70, 80 years. You know, not every villain is going to be a home run. You're not going to have a joker for every. You know, I mean, that's why the ones that stick around are so amazing because they're really fucking good. (laughs) But you're going to have some some piece of shit. Well, I guess if I were to give my favorite, I I, see it's kind of a cross between um, Bloodsport and I like Harley. I thought Harley was good. Yeah, I I know uh, Tyler was taught. Yeah, I I knew you were going to come up. I thought she did a good job because I think Margot Robbie has done a great job with the character because I grew up with the animated series and I remember Harley Quinn. And I mean, that's where she that's where she came out of the, the, the animated series from Batman and. Margot Robbie's done nothing but great. I, I have only seen half of the of the Margot Robbie solo movie mm-hmm. of the uh, the Harley Quinn movie. And, uh, Birds of Prey. Yeah, it, it was good so far. I mean, from what I saw, I mean, uh, it's not my yeah, type of movie, yeah. but like I said, it. Wasn't it good. But she did a good job. I, I yeah. think she pulls the character. I mean, you know, there's many other movies where that character is meant for that character, but the movie sucked. Like you know, X Men Three. 
you know, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. That movie sucks, but he's still good as yes. Wolverine, you know? So that's how I would see with Harley Quinn. I don't see anybody else truly embodying Harley Quinn with the physicality, the insanity that she's able to portray so would you believe? So you believe that was an iconic role for her? For that's her, Her yeah. role. Yeah. But you don't, Tyler. No. So tell me why. So, so here's the thing, like I said, I think that Harley Quinn is best suited when she has the Joker to bounce off of. And like, and so far, all we've seen her do is like is bounce off of Jared Leto, which was like less, probably the worst Joker we've ever seen. So I don't think that Margot Robbie has really had much of a chance to like to be the Harley Quinn that we always want her to be. You know, like, and and the fact that like that that Harley Quinn is able to kind of pick and choose like her abilities, like you know, like at will. Like in in this movie, we saw her become like John Wick, fucking Harley Quinn. Oh, you did that. Let's see. What, yeah, that, well, she, like, you she know tears what? I did part of a I, part of a dress, and she starts like like her flowers go busting all over the place. The flower petals. If yeah. I remember correctly, in in her background, Harley Quinn. Not only is she a genius level intellect, she was a olympic level gymnast uh so that would would always explain why her she's able to perform the physical capabilities that she is able to do oh well i mean so so all right so fair enough give me fucking like uh natasha lucan or whatever like or or like or any like like or or fucking like what's with simone biles or whatever yeah tie her like fucking like put her in handcuffs like uh link her up to chains and like and let me see her fucking like uh wrap her legs around some uh, around a and pick him up yeah no, a, two, a 200 yeah. pound dude's neck yep. and oh, fucking yeah. no. lift up her body and his body off the fucking ground when that happened i was just kind of like mm, i'm gonna call bullshit like whatever like but like but i was just like that's bullshit. Like she would not be able to fucking do that because women typically have most of their strength in their lower body, not their upper body. And to able to pull yourself up, up over your shoulders and actually like lift, like lift somebody who you're suspending with your legs yeah. up off the ground. That, that, that requires a lot of upper body strength. It does. That is not something that Margaret Robbie or Simone Biles or anybody else, ha- like any other female, fucking I, I, has. It's basically they just got away with it because it's a movie. I mean, but they did. It's a comic. They movie. did. I mean, it's kind of, if you remember back in Suicide Squad when they showed her in her fucking cage and shit like that, but she was she doing was, all the, the gymnastics and yeah, the she cage. was lifting yeah. herself. Yeah, I remember. She, they did kind of base that, you know, where. Eh, maybe. Well, you know, any, the, did, did they show uh, any of that in her solo movie at all? Uh, like I said, I've only. Seen I mean, she's still like super. Minutes. She's still very strong physically gifted not like super level you know superhero level strong no absolutely fucking not the whole thing with the javelin that she got i mean she was like a pro with that thing that's the i will say this movie did a great job of following the checkoff's gun rule 100 percent. anytime they fucking introduce something they damn sure made to fucking use it there was nothing wasted you know no you know investment of time for no reason anything no i 100 percent agree with that yeah. like the the callbacks and like and the like the like like you said like the the checkoff guns yeah. usage, usage it was very very well done i do appreciate yeah. that even the starting like, like going all the way back to the beginning you had the goldfinch goldfinch fucking comes back and goes full circle uh the javelin goes back full fucking circle throughout the entire fucking movie anything they fucking talk about comes back fucking full circle and i i appreciated that even though unfortunately 
it did make it very formulaic. Yeah. It really did. That's the one one big ding I'm going to give is I it telegraphed a lot of shit at a time, and I knew exactly how stuff was going to end up playing back, even up to the point where, having done zero fucking research, uh, before the movie ended, I turned to Sammy because we did the group watch, and I was like, after credit scene, Weasel uh, on beach coughing up water. They're not going to invest that much fucking time and development into a character of Weasel for him to die so fucking quickly and for no payoff whatsoever. But what was the whole purpose of that, by the way? It was just being fucking crazy. No, but I remember when we were watching that. And also that that at all what Weasel was in the comics. But when you were watching that, you even said that's what was going to happen. Like You you were already expecting that. That was very... Because it was so formulaic. The whole movie proved to be so goddamn formulaic where I'm able to predict everything that happened you know up until you know uh, before it happened like three scenes earlier you know i'm like eh. all right so this they're leading it up to this they're saying this so that this will pay off in this and the amount of money and time and the cgi effects they went into weasel i knew they wouldn't have done that for him to die being dropped in the water without a callback and knowing how gun style is that he'd want to pull something silly like that out of his ass for one of the fucking end credits. Well, I, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't expecting all of them, all those other characters because I, I knew from the very beginning of this movie there were so many fucking characters. Like, how the fuck are they going to do this? Yeah, but the, exactly, that's the whole point. From the beginning of the movie. The, they showed everything. Uh, they showed the, the main cast through the, the trailer They sh- for the most part. You saw King Shark. You saw Polka Dot Man. You saw Harley, Bloodsport. Uh, Rackets are too very little bit. Yeah, um, you and saw you, that. You, you know who Ratcatcher's dad was. Yeah, Taki Waititi. Yeah, and I thought that was actually. I thought yeah. that was. You know who that was, right? No, remind me. Taki Waititi is the director of Thor Ragnarok. He's also in What We Do in the Shadows. He's the very comedic. Uh, he, he also directed Jojo Rabbit. Um, he was what was it, what was the rock guy in Cork. Thor Ragnarok? Yeah, he was Cork in. Uh, yeah, well, he can fuck out for uh, for Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, I know you. He hates yeah, that movie. He despises it. <laughs> um. So they, they, they my. All the focus being on these characters and then hearing about all these other characters, I was like, okay, so you're going to be a tale of two squads, basically. And it's going to be sort of like what Deadpool did, you know, Deadpool 2, where they had this focus oh, on X-Force. They had the, they had the, and they yeah. all fucking died so fucking quickly. Yeah, yeah. I was like, they're going to pull that, that, that well, type yeah, of no, stuff right is, there. And also, uh, Harley, Harley Quinn, or Harley lived just like in deadpool yep. that uh that chick that has good luck what's her name the one um that, domino yeah domino always won so actually they probably you know they no. probably he probably got it from that it's, a, it's very formulaic he does yeah. a great job yeah you know doing the thing very beautiful very funny and witty at times well, see that's james gunn that's yes. james gunn in all but of his he movies. is very formulaic i mean he he does that in all of his movies he did guardians of the galaxy yeah. he also did uh that i forgot that superhero movie that i remember seeing with uh well, uh, with uh, what's her name in it? You, Ellie, Ellen Page. You know what I'm talking about? Um, uh, I think it's called Super. Super. Hero. I think it's, it's called, called Super. Super. Yeah, you did that. Yeah, one. with Rain Wilson. Yeah, he also he wrote the uh, two Scooby Doo movies. I mm-hmm. mean, and then he also his my, my uh, history with him is that I love when he was in the trauma days, trauma films with Lloyd Kaufman, which by the way, if uh, you guys want to spot a little Easter egg in the movie, the stripping scene, there was two cameos in that. I don't know if you remember seeing Mantis in there. Yes. Mantis was one of the strippers inside there. The center one. And then Lloyd Kaufman was in there twice. There was two scenes that he was in there. And I, Lloyd Kaufman is the director of trauma films, independent filmmaking, and he's one of my favorites. So I always spot him. He's, he's been a cameo in just about all of James Gunn's movies, Slither, um, which is another fucking good movie. I'm, I'm sure you like Slither, right, Tyler? Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a fucking awesome movie. 
All right. So some of the things that like that were uh, <laughs> a little bit less than uh, than bearable uh, were like were some of the gags. Uh, so I can appreciate James Gunn's um, attempt at making this film uh, light and uh, you know like with some levity. Uh, but there were like there were some things that, like that just I, I couldn't fucking deal with and like and and one of those like was the the briefing scene with Amanda Waller in the theater. Um, I really wanted to suck star shotgun. I really <laughs> fucking did. Uh, the dumb lines between pacemaker or, or sorry pacemaker peacemaker and uh, the king and uh, and king shark um, uh, like just maybe want them to die even sooner because like because that's the whole you, idea. You like, didn't like king shark, did you? So here's my my crazy thing with King Shark is at first I really couldn't fucking stand him. I was just like, why the fuck is this dumb brute motherfucker here? And uh, and and a lot of it thanks to to Ratcatcher, like I I kind of became enamored with uh, with King Shark. I, I really I really liked him. I really thought he was a cool character, and actually liked him by the end of, by the end of the story. Uh, but initially I could I I fucking hated that motherfucker. <laughs> I really did. <laughs> Well, the thing is, I, I to me, I always felt you this were thing. just like one of the main characters. You were like the entire main character. None of them liked them in the beginning. They're all like, "Who is this idiotic piece of shit uh, that we're dealing with?" But then they start to grow on them, and they start to view them as basically their mentally deficient, you know, younger cousin. Well, that's what that they love. <laughs> but they're like, well, that's what it felt like with Polka Dot Man. I mean, Polka Dot Man was like he looked like he was like suicidal. Like he right when they said that we're all going to die, and he says, "I hope I do," yeah, or something like that. Like he didn't want to live, but yeah, he he actually got to live. He got to die a hero, and he says, "I'm a superhero." Yeah. The second he did that, I'm like, "And something's going to kill him." And there we go. <laughs> that formula checked. All right, that's James Gunn. See, that's the thing is, I don't think James Gunn's ever done anything dramatic or anything. Everything is mainly mainly comedy or just offbeat compared to other people's movies and stuff like that i i can't see him doing this stuff like that. i could see him doing this film this is his type of yeah. his type of movie but well, i will say like that when when rat catcher was just like i i won't accept anything less than love from like from king shark and she's like i'm gonna i'm gonna over i'm gonna win him over with love and she like she goes like to shake his hand and she's like she's like you know like shaking his hand and everything I really expected like King Shark to like to take, take a, a chop, take a bite out of her, whatever, rip her arm off. Nom nom. Like I really expected her like him to like to fucking like take a bite out of her, and uh, the fact that like that 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 didn't happen, I was actually kind of surprised. Um, and uh, and maybe for the best because it was it was really her unwillingness like to like to 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 let him be like the the cold blooded killer that he that he is. Yeah. And uh, his willingness to accept her like that kind of helped like help me win when her like win him over like I, I don't know man like maybe I'm soft like I don't fucking know like. Well, you know that King Shark was originally going to be in the other one, and we we talked about I think we talked about this in the beginning. But did you like Killer Croc? Or did you like King Shark? If you were to like, no, I mean, like, so here's my thing, man. Like, I really liked uh, King Shark from this movie, but I really wish that Killer Croc was done better in the films. I really do. I mean, I, I guess I they were Killer just trying Croc, to. I think Killer Croc is a, is a good character, um, and I don't think he's been done justice in the films just yet. No, yeah. no, I, I could, I could completely understand it. Wasn't he also like bigger in the comics? Like, yeah, he was, he was, yeah, he's motherfuckers like he's eight, gigantic. Eight, eight, eight tall. Yeah. He's fucking huge. He's meant to be like a a bane, kind of like you know, like big mm-hmm. brute, fucking like you know, like character. And uh, you know, like, and, and all all credit to the original actor who did him in uh, in twenty sixteen Suicide Squad. Uh, he didn't have the same presence that Killer Croc is meant to have. See, I I remember seeing him in the, the animated series, of course, but I also remember him in the Arkham Asylum game, the yeah. first one. And I just remember that sewer scene when you're jumping on the different things in the sewer, and he's coming, he's huge and coming out at you. Uh, also, that scene where he's being taken with the cuffs. 
Uh, he's passing. I, what was he passing by the Joker or Bat? I, I, it was a long time since I've played that game, but I, I wish they did that. That would have yeah. been amazing to see. And no, that's I mean, what, like you know, like you you can like you know the 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 fucking Arkham games are kind of a sleeper on a lot of people. Like those, that was a really really good fucking series. Oh yeah, that was, I, I really didn't like how it, the, the the last game i really don't Ar- like arkham knight yeah yeah i agree with you man because like which one because, was open world because basically um i mean well i mean in, in a way arkham. all of them were yeah yeah well I mean, no arkham was more of inside the asylum compared to the arkham but was, so, well, so, so arkham asylum um arkham knight like you know like you were uh or, or like correct me like it was so arkham knight there was arkham origins which is a really cool fucking game that mm-hmm. was that was open world um so, yeah they pretty much all were yeah. In their own way, yeah. Asylum yeah. was definitely more contained, but you still could almost have free reign yeah. in deciding yeah. how yeah. you're going to do it. There, 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 there were side missions that you could yeah. choose or choose or choose to or not to participate in. I just love the whole detective thing where you could actually be detective Batman. Yes. You know, with all that's what I loved about it, and the thing where you can just like go underneath the gargoyles and just like you know hang and just grab yeah. somebody. I, I thought that was fun. That was a very yeah. fun it was game. a first Batman game where you actually felt like Batman. Yes, yeah. Yeah. dude. Uh, so, um, unpopular opinion: uh, Origins was my favorite. I really like that one. Origins was good. Really fucking, Origins was I good. really fucking like that game. Yeah, yeah see, Origins I don't was any, good. I don't have any. I, I only played the Arkham yeah. Asylum. I haven't played any other. Yeah, no, so. Take some time to play Origins. It's really fucking good. I'm sure it's free on the PlayStation. The story the and night had so much fucking potential. I just felt that yeah. it it fell flat and didn't deliver on the playthrough. I really did. No, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. So, so overall. We all think I, we all enjoyed the movie, but I think all of us have a completely different view of what we think of the movie. I mean, what, what is your? How many thumbs would you give this movie? All right, so I'm I'm I I, I am not done yet. Oh, go <laughs> ahead, right, so, go ahead, do so, tell. Uh, so a few things I liked about this movie: Idris Elba as Bloodsport is like is by far the best part of this movie. You want to know the funny thing? Is that he was in the original casting for the uh, um, Deadshot in the original 2016? He should have been. Yeah, yeah. and just like uh, Tom Hardy was going to be Rick Flag, which I thought that would have been decent, but he uh, fell through because of scheduling conflicts because he was still filming The Revenant, so it never happened. And yeah, they, they, he uh, would have been wasted on Flag. Well, would've. see, the thing is, the guy that was uh, on Flag, the only movie I've ever seen him in, which I didn't even see the movie, but I know he was in the uh, remake of RoboCop, which I heard was actually really good, but. I, I was not wanting to see it because I'm a fan of the original Peter Weller version. But, um, yeah, uh, he was going to be uh, uh, Deadshot. And wasn't, aren't Deadshot and Bloodsport sort of the same? They're very, very similar fucking creatures. Especially with the, both with the daughter, you know, the, the whole daughter. They're very, thing. very similar characters. There's a lot of very similar characters in the comics. Yeah. Like, yeah, I keep going back to how old they are. I love his mask. You know, though, the, though. Like you're going to keep mask. going you know, you're going to keep running into the same basic power set. Yeah. You know, a great assassins that can shoot fucking anything. You got uh, Bloodsport, uh, Deadshot, Bullseye. Um, you got so many. Well, they, they even make a joke out of it between uh, between uh, uh, Bloodsport and Peacemaker. Like, oh, yeah. like you know, like I'm I'm a martial arts expert and I can shoot anything. Like that's they, they exactly these, they have the exact same fucking yes. skills. Exactly, yeah. uh, and and th- that's gonna happen. And uh, I think I think Deadshot was wasted on Will Smith as much as I like Will Smith. I do like him, uh, but he has a very strict moral code of how he'll play characters, and he sticks to it. He does. That's why when I heard they cast Will Smith as Deadshot, I was like, eh. "No, no, uh, 
problem, the problem with Deadshot is like is that Will Smith was not nearly dangerous enough to play that role. Yeah, and he, he wouldn't allow himself to be. That's no. the, and that's his moral code. He won't. He won't cross the line that much well see the thing is they were trying to get will smith to come back but there was also scheduling conflicts i believe so that's that's the reason why alba was uh taken in but in my opinion he's actually one of the best iris alba how do you say his name idris alba yeah idris alba i was trying to just use his last name but he's a very good actor i mean that they even said they he'd be the next um bond at some point in some uh, in the future which i would love i think he's out now aging out of it though you know, I think he's aging out. As, yeah. as long as we don't have to deal with like with the the black female fucking like James Bond, like like just stop, just fucking stop. I'll, I'll take I'll take you yourself. Okay, you want to you want to race swap him? Like that's fine. Okay, cool. As long whatever. as they are leaning into the uh, the theory that James Bond 007 is not a person, it's a code name. It's you know it, so they can swap out. That's why you're able to have these people, you know, so and you're not getting rid of any of the pre, you know, the stuff that came before them. You're not you're not race swapping just for the sake of race swapping. No, this is the next. James well, they Bond. did that. They yeah. did that with Ratcatcher yeah. because Ratcatcher was originally a male, and then they yeah. made her basically the daughter. Well, of Ratcatcher. Well, it, was, it was his daughter. It made sense. Yeah. Like, but one thing I will say, even as an American, James Bond has to be British. Has to be. Well, that's the thing. He is. Alba, Sean. yeah, no, no, no. That, that's, that's what that's, works. That's fine. But I'm saying that like that for no matter what they do, like like James Bond has to be British. Yeah. He has to be. If he's not, like I'm gonna be fucking pissed. Like, yeah, no, I agree. You can't, you can't make James Bond fucking like German. Like, yeah. could you imagine like the fucking? <laughs> could you imagine like the like the fucking like the safe breaker from fucking like from uh Army of the Dead playing James Bond? It's like, come on, man, come yeah, on. No, what I, the fuck? I, I agree. So I Sean agree. Connery wasn't. James Bond? Sean Connery is Scottish. As oh, so so And he's noted so as one modern, of the best bonds. So modern modern politics dictates that like that great that Scotland is part of Great Britain, therefore he is a Brit. Scots aren't Brits. <laughs> they, I, agree right. I agree with you. I agree with you. Freedom! Exactly. I agree with you. However, uh, however, yeah. modern politics dictates They are part of the UK. They are part of the UK. I will give them that. They're not, they're not fucking not Brits. Brits. Yeah. <laughs> no. So, like, saying uh, a fucking so, Aussie is a fucking Brit. Well, what's funny they're about not. that? Well, what's funny about well, they, that? They would like, take offense to that. Yeah. What's funny about that is like this: that there, there, there are quite a few Scotsmen that would like that would argue with you about that. Like, that's that's what's fucking crazy, yeah. man. Yeah. They, they like some of them. Like, you talk to them, and like they're like, yeah, and I'm, I'm English, or I'm British, or I'm, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm from the UK. They'll hundred, they'll hundred percent like you know agree with that. Like, and there's others, particularly those from like from the northwestern parts of Scotland. That will tell you, like, like absolutely fucking not. Like, I am a Scotsman. I am from Scotland. I am not. A, I am not English. Yeah, it's 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 crazy to me, man. It's fucking nuts. Which character did you not like, or you thought was a waste? Would you okay? But you got to ask that in a different in which in the original squad or the first squad that was portrayed in the beginning. Would you have no, to put I'll them in either one? I would assume all of them. Yeah. And, no. Which one do right, you think? All was? right. I would answer that question to the side of the the, the normal squad, mm-hmm. the, the main characters. And if the one I would have to say that I hate the most, um, Peacemaker. Peacemaker. I, I, like I said, I could tell why everybody liked him. I could tell with his, you know, his comments that he says, the, his, uh, what would you say, his um, cockiness and arrogance. I didn't care for it. I kind of I mean, thought his character kind of just like 
got boring throughout it. He's dumb as fuck. I mean, there was that. The too. only thing I liked was the killing scene when they were going through that camp. I thought that was pretty cool. I thought that was pretty nice. But I mean, that's just James Gunn right there. But overall, the character. I mean, I will say boring. He just got boring to me. The, the going through the camp I, that caught me by surprise when they walked in. You just see flags <laughs> sitting there. I will give Gunn credit for that. I, I saw so much shit happen. I did not see they were killing a bunch of the rebels. I did not fucking see that happening that until funny. I see him sitting down. I'm like, oh, oh no. We didn't see any. Where, where were they? Yeah, I was like, oh, fuck. I will give them. I will give all the credit of the world to yeah. God because that was. That was a stroke of genius uh, for them to go through such an awesome killing scene. <laughs> and well, find out. Now they have that, like it was, like it was Bloodsport and Peacemaker kind of going tit competition. Like, yeah, not like you know, like I think they were competing, Bomos. And the, the shit that got me for as much as I hate Peacemaker, the shit where, like where he kind of casually walks up onto the deck <laughs> and like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Stuart knows what I'm talking yeah. about. Like we're like there's a dude just like kind of like like sleeping on a table for whatever reason. He's just kind of chill on a table, whatever, and he just like kind of casually like just like just stabs the dude like over and over again with the fucking like the pig head of this an axe. he's walking by and just, yeah as this he's walking past him total disregard yeah. and just like just leaves the axe in his body and just continues on us like, what the fuck dude and then the scene uh you know when they were having the shootout and, oh you just wounded him it doesn't count he's like oh it does Nobody likes a braggart. <laughs> <laughs> they do when it was fucking awesome. Yeah. Oh, part where they were inside God the camp. Right. Yeah, <laughs> he's fucking right. Uh, what was the part where they were all sleeping? He woke up and he was in his tidy white. Yeah, that's perfect. What the fuck? Oh, it dude. fit the character so <laughs> well, bro. And the fucking balls, man. Like I, just, I couldn't could deal with. What even like, focused like, hey, on man, it? That's the thing. Put, the camera focused put, on it. Yeah, I was like, I was like, bro, put your dick away. Put it away. <laughs> but put it, it away. fits the character so well, oh, didn't it? Jeez, dude, fuck me, man. No, <laughs> right. no, no, no. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and get into like to the character that like, I really wish that like was uh, was not a part of this film. And uh, and that was uh, John Communist China Shill <coughs> uh, Cena. I mean, and uh, he he did pretty well portraying the uh, the character uh, being a like uh, being a, being like a, a treacherous villain. Um, his uh, his questionable morality and his ethics um, play a through line for like for the whole movie. And like and, and like the, the movie like actually poses a really really great question. Like like what are we willing to sacrifice? Uh, for national security peacemaker says that he'll kill women and children for liberty uh when uh when patrick the starfish <laughs> is uh is like is bearing bearing down the city and uh amanda waller says that, like that that it's not their problem that if anything the u.s will consider the disrupt the uh, disruption of a of a hostile nation a positive thing like the the question like definitely begs like you know like at what point are we are we willing to accept what sacrifice are we willing to accept whatever for national security and like and like that was that was a good question we've I, done that numerous fucking times we've taken out governments installed people that would turn on us bin laden the taliban um cuba we, we've done this so many times in our history as a nation we take out the 
the current threat and let other shit happen that we think, okay, we'll be fine to come and bite us right in the fucking dick. No, that's fair. Like, so, like, so you have, you have, uh, Obama's airstrikes, like the, from the drones and everything like that, like that, like that have killed numerous, numerous fucking, like, you know, like, uh, uh, bystanders and like, and cause like, you know, like numerous casualties. Um, and at a certain point, like you kind of have to ask, like, in like, what, like how many sacrifices are worth national security? You know, like it's just like it's it's fucking it, it, like I mean I I hold I do I believe me I'm gonna page I'm a patriot and like and uh, this is uh it's it's a crazy question to ask like and like what what sacrifices are we willing to to to, to what what sacrifices are we willing to give in order for uh, for national security? Yeah, it it has to do with I think your core dynamic of your family values. I think we would all agree we would do whatever we had to do to protect our wives and children. Yes. All right. No matter how questionable those morals may be. Right. Oh yeah. Now you expand to the next level. Uh, what would you do to protect your town? All right. Which is basically, you have to say your extended family unit. It really is. Cause this is where you are trying to feel comfortable. You are trying to raise your family. What are you going to do to ensure that that peace is, continues yeah and then you go on what are we gonna do on the national level to protect the ideals that we believe in you know and what our own national things and every step you get away it's easier to say well i wouldn't do that i wouldn't do that but if you boil it all down is all we are as human beings we are a tribal animal we automatically associate with the people that look like us or act like us or were raised in the same environment as us or the same history as us as part of our tribe. And if you aren't a part of that, then you're a different tribe and I will do what I have to do to protect mine from you. Yeah. No, that's a good question. Like, so do you guys know like what Dun- uh, Dunbar's number is? Mm. No. Yeah. So like, so Dunbar's number is basically like a, um, it's, it's this idea that like that you can have a close intimate relationship with 150 people. That's it. Okay. I, I, I know what you're talking about. I never heard it called Dunbar's number, but I, I've heard yeah. that theory. Yeah. So like, so the idea is like, is that you can have a close personal relationship with like with 150 people and like, and beyond that, like it's, it kind of starts to get foggy because like, cause your brain just can't you can't keep like all those, like those dynamics and everything like that. And like, and those, like those individual personalities in your brain to have, excuse me, to like, to have like that, like, like, like that close personal connection with those people. So anything beyond that, like anything close beyond like, or anything beyond, like beyond a, a beyond a tribe, you, you kind of don't really give a shit anymore. Yeah. And like, and so, um, no, that's, that's a very question. Like, you're like, what would you do for your family is a different, uh, a, di- a different beast beyond like, you know, like what you would do for your town, what you do beyond your County, what you do would be on your, your state, what would you do beyond your, your nation? Um, yeah. Like the, like the, the willingness to sacrifice kind of goes down incrementally as you grow and scale, um, from like, you know, your, your immediate family. So like, so that's, that's a fair question. I, I think that a whole lot ha- that a lot, whole lot of that has to do with like with Dunbar's number. Like once you kind of get beyond like your your town, like your your close circle, you're kind of uh, a lot less willing to give a fuck about what happens to others. But also means you're from a military standpoint, you're able to view it as us versus them and do shit in times of war. 
or for the protection or the greater good of your country, quote unquote, that you wouldn't do back here in the States. You are, you probably, you never have to do, you know, put in that, in that situation, but you're able to justify it in your mind doing what you have to do because you can separate them because they don't have the same experiences. You don't have that connection to them in any way, shape or form besides just being one human versus another, Mm. Uh, which would, if we ever got an alien invasion, it would become an us versus them, no longer country versus country. It'd be humans versus aliens. Mm -hmm. And we'd be willing to do fucked up shit to those fucking aliens for the sake of the earth. Yeah. For the sake of everybody's protection. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Reagan. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it's, no, that's, that's, that's a fair point yeah. when we kind of touched on it earlier like you know like when uh we were doing like the uh, the tombstone podcast we talked about like you know when we watched aliens and predators as a uh as a or alien and predator as like as 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 a young young old lad we were able to sort of compartmentalize like what is evil and what is good because they were in fact the other there was no yeah. distinguishing that like they're like they were the other 100 percent. yeah um when you kind of get break it down to like to like you know like they're human but they're different like you know it kind of gets kind of gets foggy um but um overall i was supposed i was surprised that, like that i uh i enjoyed this movie uh the movie has a uh an unexpected amount of heart um particularly um for this movie about like a uh, supervillain convicts being used as covert mercenaries in, in a secret overseas war um the the subplots of bloodsport and his daughter and rat catcher and his and her father gets you like right in the feels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a uh, it, in my opinion, it's about time that we see the return of uh, as, as we receive the return of, of good fathers as as good role models, um, even reluctant ones as Bloodsport. He was still trying to be a good father. He was, it, you know, it, by in his mind, he was already so fucked up that even her being around him is going to worse in her life he saw nothing in himself that he of value that he could offer her he couldn't offer her protection he couldn't offer her stability he couldn't offer her you know a good loving environment just because he did not have that skill set he was he did not have it so in his mind the best thing for her is to not be a part of her life at all see that's the thing is it's different from deadshot from the uh, suicide squad the 2016 because they're completely different on that one because he cherished and wanted all he wanted to do is be with his daughter yeah but you see that whole fight that they had at the uh um, oh dude i love that yeah. shit yeah they did they had like the like the fuck off like fuck you yeah fuck you no fuck i, you, I, fuck I wasn't you. even expecting that <laughs> tell you the truth but that, that was I different do. um the one character that are that i was really disappointed in was the thinker yeah, the one with the, the little things Capaldi. in his head. Yeah, yeah. Peter Capaldi, he can be a really amazing actor. What, what is he from? Dude, not Doctor Who. <laughs> uh, is that what he's from? Doctor he Who did what he could with what he was given to work with. Yeah, no, it's fair. All right. Yeah, he was he was one of the Doctor Who's. Yeah, he's done a lot of I, English I he work. Was, he, he's was a very, major. He, he was a major English actor. I thought he was um, very forgettable. In not, this even movie. though he ain't English, he's. I'm gonna say he's Scottish too. Um, uh, I'll look it up. Give me a second. Yeah, um, but he's a big in you know in, in, in english acting um yeah. huge and that's why and he's been in a lot of a lot of fucking things um a lot more when he was younger yeah, but the thing is he couldn't understand this role at all to the point yes. where he couldn't find a way to 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 do this character so yeah he, he, just, like, he kept trying to figure out a way to connect with his character and he admits he he couldn't so he just played it as it was written and most of the time you could tell that it, it, it felt like a paycheck movie just because he couldn't figure out a way to connect 
Yeah. Um, yeah, he's from uh, from Glasgow. Yeah, so the thinker to me was a waste. The only time I felt that shined good was when they finally made it into Jotunheim and we're down there. I saw Patrick the Starfish. And saw Starro the Conqueror. All right, give I, I did like that lab scene. You see yeah. all the fucking uh, zombie, the yeah. what are what are they called? The starfish zombies or whatever. Basically, yeah. um, I, the, the, just to see um, Capaldi finally letting loose and you know going on and uh, the hypocrisy of what they're trying to do. And it wasn't you know the Corto de Maltese people that did it all wrong. No, it was America. Yeah, and he was just calling it out and saying this is what it is. You know good bad and different no this is what it is uh that was the only scene that i enjoyed of capaldi everything else was a complete fucking waste to me unfortunately as much as i enjoy him as an actor um you could tell he was phoning it in just oh, he remember, had no connection you, yeah i remember you telling me so yeah. overall what is your you said yours is a one thumb up or what would you say yeah i mean like, I'll I'll say like like one thumbs up because you're, yeah you're having a like, hard time reviewing to see what it, what it's going to be or well so here's my whole thing like is that I I enjoyed I enjoyed the film but is that because I had such low expectations going into it that I actually enjoyed it that I'm actually kind of surprised and I like I really really kind of feel like that's that's what it is like is that this is not a good film this is not. This is not this is not Jurassic Park this is not fucking like this is not Aliens this is not Predator Fight Club Fight Club like <laughs> thank you. Uh, Silence of the Lambs, like this is not like some of the greatest, like you know, like uh, uh, film that we've ever seen ever before. This is just simply because, like you know, like the the bullshit that we've had to deal with in the last like ten years. Um, I'm I'm just I'm just pleased to see like that we finally have something that is like that is a form of escape escapism that I can I can watch this movie kind of like turn my brain off for a little bit forget about all the bullshit that i'm dealing with my life forget about covid forget about the election forget about everything else that's going on and just enjoy myself for once and and i kind of believe like that is that's why i enjoy the, i enjoy this film so much i would give it one thumb up um i was let down i had actually high expectations for this i thought it was actually going to be amazing but after watching it all the way through i was like yeah, yeah, it was it was entertaining. That's what it was. It wasn't like it was it was a popcorn flick, you know. As we go with uh, Deep Blue Sea and Lake, Pl- well, I hated Lake Placid, but you know. But anything, <laughs> that's just my opinion. But overall, it's one thumb up. It's it's. I would take Guardians of the Galaxy. I like the characters better more than that. And even though that this one, you know, went into more R-rated content, which I enjoy, but I enjoy the characters in Guardians so much better. And I enjoy Slither. I enjoy his other movies. This, to me, this is, it, it's not like all the way at the bottom of his movies because he's also did the Scooby-Doo, or he wrote the Scooby-Doo movies. But, I mean, it's in the middle, I guess. It's I'm surprised. You're you're saying Scooby Doo movies are bad. I mean, for what they fucking were, I didn't care for them. They're, they're fucking goddamn Scooby Doo kids movies. That's what they are. Oh, I know, but they, the they, fact, they were perfect. It doesn't you're, matter. But you're not you still their audience, them. Ron. Yeah, they were perfect for what they were trying okay, to be. But it's still, I, I mean, to be, it, it was probably Matthew Lillard's best fucking performance, probably. But still, right. I, I agree with that. No, I, I enjoyed mean, Matthew Lillard and Scream. I thought he did a good job. I still think. Matthew Lillard, nobody's going to see Shaggy as anybody but Matthew Lillard. I no, mean, you're right, you're right. But, I mean, overall, I'm just saying that th- this movie is just, it's 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 a half. It's, and it's not that one that, that came out with Matthew Lillard in 2010, 2011. The Undesirables, the, something like that. I don't know, but he was in a movie with George Clooney uh, uh, in Hawaii. I forgot what it was. He played a brief scene in it. I don't remember, but 
Um, he even wants to be. Yeah. He, he wants to somehow see if his character can come back and scream because everybody thinks that he could have not died from the TV falling on him. Yeah. Which I don't know. Maybe they'll bring him back in this new scream movie. Matthew but- Lillard was always one of those actors that if you let him just go, he he just chews the fucking scenery too much. But if you focus him, yeah, it has good direction, good writing. He can be a great fucking actor. Yeah, in those very limited. Ca- ca- no, I, I understand what you're saying, but but. Like I said, it, it was it was okay. It, it was it, I'll, I'll watch it again, but it's not going to be something I'll religiously watch. It's not something I can watch over and over and be like, oh, I, I love this movie or something like that. So, how, what what is yours? What is your review? Okay, so based on the thumb system, <laughs> all right, curious. I I had to go through this in my head and base if we were doing a star system, like you know, a ten, then I could give more maybe more accurate. But based on the thumb system, I'm going to go two thumbs up. Really? Yes. To be the bare minimum to receive a two thumbs up is not that it's a, an amazing piece of film or anything like that. No. Am I going to recommend this movie to other people to sit down and enjoy the film? For whatever reasons, do, well, no, would, that's I, would that's I recommend fair. this film for other people to invest their time in and feel fairly confident they're going to come out enjoying what they've seen? No, that's fair. Because this is a film I would recommend for people to that I, that I think that they would enjoy, I'm giving it two thumbs up. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I would say the same. I would say if somebody asked me, hey, should I see this film? I said, yeah, sure, it's okay. Yeah, that's, that's what I would tell them. I said, it's a bare, it meets the bare minimum of two thumbs up. I'm not going to say it's, oh, it's bad, it's, don't watch it. Yeah. I'll say, it's okay. You yeah. know, if, if you like that, if you you yeah. might like it, but, you know, it's 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 a hit or a miss for me, but uh, it's okay. I, I think it's going to be very few people that are going to regret seeing this film. All right. Well, so. I, th- I think it's going to get a lot of numbers, to tell you the truth. I oh, think yeah. it's really po- – I mean, the fucking reviews came out before even oh, yeah. release, and it was already in the 90s for Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, I didn't see – has a Rotten Tomatoes audience score came out on it yet? I'm yeah, curious. Yeah, I'll look it up. But I, but I do have a question uh, to kind of like kind of pigtail on, on what you're saying right now. Do you think this film will be successful? Oh, in, yeah. I, like, you know, like in spite of what you're saying right now, do you think that like that people will have the patience to deal with – with this fucking movie because of everything that's going on with like with DC and like, and, and let, let's admit, let's, let's be real here. Marvel is on the, uh, the back end of its life. And, um, do you think this movie is going to pull in numbers, especially after black widow and, and all the shit that's going on there? Like, believe I, it or not, I think it will. And it's because of the name, the director, James Gunn. I, I think James Gunn is very praised and gotten a lot of praise as a director, especially with the guardians of the galaxy but dude, and who, everything who, else. Who besides cinephiles, like give a fuck about that besides yourself. I mean, like it's no, I mean, like, I, I just, like regular, just no, because he's regular, became, regular people. No, the because fact James, that people Gunn said become, James Gunn, you know, director of guardians of the galaxy, people are automatically going to associate, you know, give him a more benefit of the doubt just because he did because Guardians. he because he also because he did a Marvel film and everything yeah. else, and also Guardians of the Galaxies are very popular yeah, Marvel that, films. Exactly, that's but exactly why, I, and I think his name has become what is it become like a house? Uh, uh, what, what's the the phrase? It's a, it's a fairly household comedy. Yeah, household it, it wasn't before because he was yeah. more underground, yeah. especially with trauma, and now yeah. he's like all over the place. Like, like I said, DC. I mean, Warner Brothers grabbed him as soon as Disney fucking fired him. They grabbed him and says, "Please direct this," and you have full. Control and reign of this movie. You can do whatever the fuck you want, and he got it. So, yeah. so uh, as it stands right now, he actually is kind of a uh, <laughs> it's kind of kind of a bizarre uh, bizarre numbers for him uh, right now. Uh, he is ninety two percent on the tomato meter and eighty six percent on the audience score. Yeah. That's that's pretty fucking crazy. Like yeah. that doesn't happen nowadays. No, no. Typically, it's usually like incredibly ratioed, and uh, the fact that like that it has like a, both approval from. Uh, 
from the critics and as well as like the uh, the regular people out there. Like that's that's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's very rare nowadays. But it's it's definitely edging towards like where where I think it should be. I think I think this film like is like is while it's fun to watch, it's 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 decent. Um, I don't think it really deserves to be like in the nineties. I really think it deserves to be like in the, like the like the the seventy five to eighty five category, and it's it's edging closer to that. And I think that like that as we sort of like remove ourselves like from the release date, it's going to uh, to get to that point. Well, overall, that is our review of the uh, Suicide Squad. So I hope you guys enjoyed it and uh, hope to you hope you guys uh, join us for our next Tasting Room episode. So see you guys. Bye. Bye. Bird. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to our podcast, Barrel Age Flicks. We are so excited for the upcoming episodes headed your way and bonus episodes of The Small Batch, Sammy Selects, and now the new Tasting Room. If you like our show, please spread the word, give us a like, or leave us some kind of review on any of the social media pages. Give us a follow on Instagram, Barrel Flicks, or Facebook, Barrel Age Flicks. Our podcast is available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Anchor, Radio Public, Audible, Pocket Cast, Spotify, CastBox, YouTube, and now Pandora. Please shoot us an email at BarrelAgeFlicks at Gmail with comments and movie suggestions for future shows or any other things you'd like to let us know. Credit to Carl Casey at White Bat Audio on YouTube. Man, your music is awesome. We thank you so much for that. It's great. You guys go ahead and check him out. I just want to say thank you so much. We hope to see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. See you then.